Welcome to this week's episode of Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. I hope everyone's been enjoying the ride so far and also all of the really cool stuff we've been doing in XPW Wrestling. It's been so much fun being there and getting to work with a bunch of legends and so forth. So speaking of legends, it's always wonderful to reconnect with a lot of my old ex, my old ECW um, co-workers. And I can't wait for this one. I'm not even gonna talk about it anymore. Let's just welcome RVD. So thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a minute or two or like 50 and so forth. What was it like Australia was the last time I think we saw each other? <laughs> I right last time I remember seeing you, I was with Harry Slash. It was at some diner in New York. Like <laughs> uh yeah, I think that was since Australia. I don't know, but um and um I didn't realize that he knew you, but he was, uh, you, you remember that, right? I was at the King Neptune Diner or somewhere that Harry always takes me, one of those things. Yeah, because that's like the best food ever is New York City Diner food, which I, I can't wait to have again. So what have you been up to? I just saw that you were at Exotica. What was that like for you? I mean, I've never, I have not been to Exotica in over like 10 years. What was it like going to one of those or like signing there? Well, so this was actually um, our second, our meaning um, my wife and I, Katie yes. Forbes. Um, and we got into it through the uh, promoter, um, Dan. He does, he just started doing 420 expos. So it's the same guy. So he's got like four of these um, exotica expos a year that, he, that are very successful and now he wants to add a couple of 420 expos to it so we're we're in it right now for the long run as, as long as we don't have a, an opposing schedule and i keep really busy traveling anyway so um so that's always possible but otherwise you know we're looking at his schedule and seeing wh which days we can make and it was cool um it was um i, I it was um you know i'm comfortable in in that in that environment uh one thing that's kind of funny is uh because people aren't expecting to see rvd at um an adult expo like like that uh the one in new jersey the first one that we did a few people um at least three maybe four people came up and, and had some questions you know about rob like when when did you cross over you know or i didn't realize you were doing you were doing this now <laughs> and you got a laugh out of me um but but no just they're signing because you know uh i'm even there like i'm like a big like one of the biggest stars uh there even though i have nothing to do with that because fans are always so excited to see me and of course wrestling fans like porn and uh, I have my CBD uh, company represented there at a booth. So we've done one 420 Expo and two um, Exoticas so far with uh, with these guys. And it's great having the booth set up with all my product and uh, networking with uh, people and also with other uh, vendors, making new friends, um, all that. Wow. See, here's the thing. I was offered a booth there like, last year to promote my podcast i'm like i'm not going there because i'm not like whipping my fucking tits out I'll, I'll whip my tits out on a wrestling ring no problem that's fine <laughs> but i'm not gonna do it in person for people to start like taking photos with me or something so i have like that's i, I don't know how you do it I, I just well they're probably not asking you to take your top off and grab you and shit so okay it's probably they're different. Not. they're not right no it's not <laughs> it's not that much different than uh signing at a wrestling convention for me 
except it's a lot more fun when I get a few minutes to walk around and see what's going on. Um, but um, Katie gets gets uh, a little bit of that harassment, for lack of a better word. She says, as soon as, we're, as soon as I walk off, if we're both at the booth, then people start um, asking if they can touch her and stuff, you know, which, you know, it's, there is some touching that goes on at those. But it's, it's obviously it's up to the the models and their own uh, uh, their own policies. But there's there's some pretty friendly, grabby lap dances going on in some of the areas on the floor yeah that's exactly what i mean i wonder what it's like because i know some girls like mount the guys and they're like jumping on them what's it like to be that last guy that gets or the guy that gets like the end of that whole thing you know not that i want to know but that's uh that's quite <laughs> all right i think it's interesting yeah. that you are there we also had the same agent a few years ago when i started acting again um what was his name it was um oh geez <laughs> It was a Daniel Hoff, Kevin Turner. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. Are you still acting at all? Am I still acting at all? Is that what you asked? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Not. I'm not. Not acting. You know what I mean? So, like, there's uh, uh as much as I ever have. There's always a few projects on the table that may or may not materialize. You know, so that's that's still true now. You know, some bigger ones where people want to um utilize me like in a in a big role and use the vehicle to showcase me and other ones where they just want me to be in their movie and you know the just the way the business is until it happens it's not real you know if i get a deposit then at least that's real but but 99% of for me of um the entertainment business and sadly it's true with the marijuana business true it's all talk and then uh every once in a while something happens so there's so many people getting into the whole 420 business i don't i've like smoked maybe a couple of times i had jerome baker on my show once before and we were talking about bongs for some reason the first time i smoked out of a bong and the last time i was coughing like i guess there's an art to it uh what <laughs> made you decide to get into the whole 420 business and what would you say is different than yours and everyone else's, even though it's it's you, it's RVD? So tell me about that, because it's very interesting to me. Well, first off, it's a very organic fit for me, because I've been a marijuana advocate since like 96 or 97. And I've paid a lot of attention to the plant when other people were paying attention to other things, you know, so that puts me like way far ahead in education and understanding um, and, and so it was a real natural fit. I always thought maybe someday I would brand some weed, but before it was quasi legal, there was no way to protect it. Anybody could grow anything and call it whatever they want. But then now with the packaging, you know, it's like pretty elaborate now. And um, it's it's come a long way to where there's an actual products with continuity from state to state. And um uh, what what really made me decide um, that it, it was the right time to do it was um, I got tired of losing um, peers, right? Um, so many of my friends who, that are dead are from uh, opiate overdoses, which cannabis you can't overdose from. That's uh, that's a safe alternative. There's you know lots of reasons that comes into play, but also the other thing is from suicide, which they always link to depression 
which they always link to concussion damage. You know, it was actually um, the, the 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 last one was kind of uh, it was um, Ashley Masaro, and I, and that one like really affected me. And and I was reading this magazine that said that uh, NFL was considering using CBG. Which is almost like a uh, like a stem cell for cannabinoids. It's an early um, uh, premature state where it can become CBG can become another cannabinoid, a THC or CBD. And and anyway, the benefits of, of using that at that stage were showing um, a lot of potential in helping with brain trauma. And I thought, you know. I really think I would like to put a lot of energy into that. You know, I've had a lot of concussions. Um, I, you know, until, until recently, I never had any long-term damage from them, but I did get one, one particular, not even a, wha- a bad whack, but it was something that gave me double vision in, uh, um, in 2016. And that one took like two years to straighten out my vision. Um, and it's still, changed me a little bit so i can't say i don't have anything permanent but but mostly you know like i wanted something i can spread around to my peers i got the best pain cream for sure and the best products overall like um cbd is a sketchy area where a lot of products have been reported as having not quite what the label claims we can't do that in nevada or california because we have to pass all these tests and compliancy laws but from all of the feedback that I've gotten from everybody that's used my products uh, and from um, just me helping create the products, not just putting my name on them, but helping to actually create them and sending it back to the lab with notes. Um, that got me to a point where I'm very proud to say that I know I got the best product. So if you're going to try CBD or you're not quite sure what to do or whatever, if you go with RVD CBD, you're, you're trying the best. And, um, you know, everybody gets, different results from everything. So it's, it's something you kind of got to experiment with. We can guide you as far as like, you know, tell us what you're looking for, what kind of relief. And then it's easy to say, well, you know, pain cream would be better than tinctures under your tongue. But overall, um, everyone's got to see like what, what it will do to them. The, the cannabinoids go through your, your system like a diagnostic check and they look for things, flaws that they, that it can, they can fix and tells your body, uh, to go there and heal. So it's, 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 it's really cool. And it's really helping a lot of people. Yeah, I would expect people to probably buy it from your company, because you have experience with it, number one. And you're also going back to the lab with it, and you're not pushing it out there. Like I get so angry when I see, like, Naomi Watts pushing menopause. I'm like, what are you doing? I said, it's not a one size fits all, like you have to go to a doctor and get your thyroid test to do a whole hormone panel. And then they use pellets. They use like creams. It's an ex- it's an expensive thing to stay young, you know, between that and like NAD treatments. But to see celebrities like actually putting into the work into it, such as yourself, is rare. And for cancer patients as well, are there tinctures under the tongue? I've never quite understood what it is with, you know, with CBD and cannabis that help cancer patients. Yeah, um, so yeah. I'll see if I can give you a quick little education. Please, right? no, I need to. <laughs> so we got the marijuana plant, which was prohibited in 1936. The head of the FBN, Harry Anslinger, hated cannabis. Uh, he wanted to scare everybody away from it. So he used a, uh, a fear campaign. And William Randolph Hearst, um, he, he owned all the newspapers and 
cannabis was a direct competition with him because he made his money from all these newspapers and he would grow 20 year old trees and chop them down and here cannabis is an annual crop and if you manipulate the lights you can get a 90-day crop you know just full grown so um it, anyway he he helped and a bunch of guys got together rockefeller didn't you know he made his money off of uh, fuel and oil and you can use hemp seed oil to run cars and anything and so uh you know it can replace 80 percent of pharmaceuticals so for all the wrong reasons marijuana was outlawed and they used uh like racism um uh to to actually like drive it home harry anslinger used this this movie reefer madness which maybe you've seen a lot of people, if you watch it, it's it's funny now, but they really believe that back in 36, 37, they watched it. And it talks about how this new menacing devil's lettuce, you know, is taking over all the schools at an alarming rate. And they're making making kids violent and crazy. And so anyway, um, that was the original. And, and it was Mexicans and it was black people in jazz clubs that seemed to be smoking this marijuana so that's where all the uh, heat went on locking those people up and and forcing those people south and and things that wouldn't wouldn't be fly today um mayor laguardia in 1945 he says hey you know if i'm gonna keep uh this prohibited in my city new york and lock people up for it, let me do some testing on it and see if all your claims are true he tested it found that it was all bullshit. You know, it's not dangerous. It's not addictive. It shouldn't be a criminal offense. Harry Anslinger was so offended, he buried LaGuardia's report. You can look it up, LaGuardia Commission. It'll pop right up. Um, and he banned all future testing on marijuana. Boom. Forever. So until recently, all we knew was that marijuana gets you high. It has THC in it. But turns out now that's quasi legal and we're studying it now, um, we're still learning. But there's over 100 different cannabinoids. THC is just one of them. And so they all have like uh, similar or different properties. We have our own system inside of us called an endocannabinoid system. And the, the cannabinoids, uh, they, they latch onto our receptors and they mimic what our own body does anyway, because our body sends these little endocannabinoids to do this. So that's how it tells you to heal. Um, it tells it, it looks for inflammation, but I mean, it, it, it regulates bone density. There, there's so much, so much amazing stuff. It's in charge of almost everything. So uh, as we experiment more with it and we separate the hundred and some cannabinoids and we combine them in the right ways, you know, and you got, you know, CBN helps you sleep more, combine that with some, you know, THC one or whatever. Um, th that's where the science is going. It has been for a while in California, at least eight, maybe 10 years. They've always been ahead. But um, that's that's so the difference. CBD is another cannabinoid from the plant. Uh, but it does almost everything THC does except get you high. Huh. And so now, so now when they grow it, they don't just grow a marijuana plant, take off the THC, take off the CBD, because now you grow the plant dominant uh, in the in the respect that you want it. So if you're growing for CBD, you don't even need the THC. You can get it from hemp. You know, you grow uh, you grow plants that's strongest in in CBD and and or in THC if that's what you're doing or CBG or whatever. So you grow particularly for um, for what for what you're looking for. And we have a long way to go, but you know, like I said, I, I'm years ahead of everybody else 
studying it and, and understanding it. And um, it's, it's great. Like you mentioned cancer. Um, I had uh, my, my evil ex had stage three cancer and I was, I was at city of hope at a nutrition meeting uh, with her and with a whole bunch of um, old people and, and, and cancer patients. And I was there um, to learn, you know, it was a dietary nutrition thing. And uh, this little old lady raises her hand and she asked the person that was given the meeting, what can I do to stimulate my appetite? I just, I can't eat, you know, I'm weak. I try to eat. I just get sick, you know, and I just want to sleep all the time and I'm just uncomfortable. You know, what, what can I do? And, and and I was so offended to hear the lady say, well, you know, just keep trying hard. And there's little tricks you can do, like powdered milk will add some calories sometimes if you sprinkle that. And I, I said, hey, what about medical marijuana? And then she said, oh, good. Medical marijuana. Now that you mentioned it, I can talk about it. I'm not allowed to talk about it. And then she's went on to say marijuana can help them stimulate their appetite, help them with nausea, help them with overall comfort, help them sleep, all this stuff. And it's their policy to let the people suffer instead of telling them so they can sell them drugs and keep keep them sick. It's crazy. And this is California. It's been medical marijuana has been legal since 1996 in California. And you can literally get it right down the street from the city of Hope. And it's their policy to Keep your keep your mouth zipped and, um, you know, don't don't go to don't tell them about, you know, uh, an alternative way to get better besides our products, our chemotherapy and and what the federal government wants us to do. I agree with that. I I have a friend going through chemo right now, and I just I always get concerned for Necro Butcher because I work with him and he's a, he's a cancer survivor. So it's a really big deal, especially like you're wrestling, you're putting your body on the line. And then this, you know, I, I remember having an edible once. I know people have different experiences with edibles, but yeah. I believe that there are also a lot of people that abuse the green card or the card to get marijuana, so to speak. And that's the issue some people have, you know, I, I don't smoke anything. I just, I, I, I uh, I'll take a hit of something now and again, but I, I Abuse abuse has to be subjective. I mean, it's although the federal government considers it a Schedule One controlled substance since 1970 when Richard Nixon temporarily put it there, um, the federal guidelines says it's it's got zero medicinal value. But we have like 38 states that have legalized it, and even the whole time that the Fed said it's got zero medicine medicinal value, they had a pill called Marinol that was 100 THC that they would give. To people that are wasting away so it was you know hypocritical from the start but when it comes to abusing it you know i mean if it, if it's interfering with your life and you can't stop you know then 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 maybe you know you you gotta i always think it's about priorities um more than definitely more than addiction when it's coming to cannabis and with things in life overall you know katie will be quick katie will be quick to claim like oh he's addicted to sex he can't stay faithful to his wife and i'm like or maybe that's his priorities, you know, maybe that's the life that he wants is to be a rock star on the road and whatever. But um, I don't use the word addiction, uh, any words loosely because they'll have specific meaning, you know, but I think if I, you know, if I was going to have to define abuse with cannabis, you know, um, maybe like underage use, you know, I, I didn't smoke it till I was 21 myself and I never have encouraged uh, kids to, 
to smoke or drink or fuck or do anything adults do your kids you know your kids <laughs> certain things are for kids i don't think uh, kids should uh, run the country sit in government positions there's all kinds of there's all kinds of things where i draw the line yeah, yeah i mean 16 years old voting same thing kind of um but then again there are a lot of people over 21 that act like kids these days uh you know, wrestling, do you think that's something you'd go back to? Have you, I mean, what are your thoughts on it nowadays? There are girls doing like death matches. It's like a whole yeah. other world now. <laughs> yeah. I Well, personally, I'm not happy with the changes because overall it's gotten away from the fundamentals that I believe in. Um, so that's not enjoyable for me, you know, and uh and I, I can explain it easy enough by saying when I, when I got broken, the number one rule was to protect the business. And now it's not even hardly a factor, you know, to protect it. Like that meant if setting up the spot exposes it, it's not worth it. Throw it out. You can't do it. That's definitely not in play anymore. Um, and, and but overall, though, I mean, the, the athletes are better than they've ever been, though. And, you know, everyone's out there doing springboard shooting star double presses to the floor i don't even know how how they're going to stand out and people remember them as much because it has become the style so much you know but um i still wrestle i wrestle about once a month um my last match was october 30th this weekend i'm wrestling in philadelphia um at the ecw arena it's a uh reunion show for ecw i'm wrestling rhino <clears throat> and uh i will be inducted into the ecw hall of fame jerry lane will be there to induct me um and i'm going to be seeing a lot of uh old uh familiar friendly faces so but i i can tell you this i would never go back to what was full time for me which was like five days a week every week but I don't know if anyone's going to go back to that after the pandemic you know so i don't know but i'm happy like so happy right now i'm at my happiest and so you know i wouldn't want to change anything being being on my own terms means that uh one match um can can mean just as much in in the important ways if you know what i mean in the bank um as much as like 20 25 matches working my ass off a month somewhere else so um so i don't know um i might pop up here and there wrestle in japan twice this year in canada a couple times and uh Ireland um and that usually those are the kind of shows that can afford me I'm not priced to go out every weekend and work at every little rinky dink show because I don't want that yeah I totally get that that's um there are a lot of people doing that and doing way more than um you know what they could be doing in a way but do you watch any specific promotion like what are your thoughts on let's say the AEWs that are out there uh, total nonstop action. Um, I I I don't watch anything specific, but every once in a while I catch a match or two. Um, and uh, um, you know, I I think kind of like just what I said. I can't watch it without critiquing it. You know, like I can't help without going. You know, why why did that guy move out of the corner so early and make the other guy look like an asshole? He still ran all the way and jumped, even though the guy wasn't even there. You know, they're, they're more worried about being in position to spot like they're dancing instead of fighting. And it's just so different than than my own beliefs that um, when I watch it, the inconsistencies, you know, kind of drive me nuts. And, uh, and so it's not as enjoyable. It's more, but a lot of times I'll try to point things out to Katie. 
you know, and say, you know, like they could have done more of this or that, or did you see this? I'll rewind it. Watch this. Boom, boom, boom. Um, and so that's, that's useful. And, um, a lot of people tell me that all oh, wrestling isn't like what it used to be, you know, and they had all the big stars and blah, blah, blah. But either way, fans are still out there buying tickets. So it must not be doing too bad. I always, yeah. That's what I always think. They're buying tickets. They're buying merchandise. Um, um, you know, they're not playing so much into the whole cancel culture. Uh, I feel like cancel culture comes from, I don't know, other places, so to speak, such as... Um, you know, mass media in a way. And like people that just really like from the locker room. And I don't know, like, I feel as though cancel culture has somehow affected wrestling in some ways, you know, especially like with the bigger, the companies, do you think cancel culture has affected? I mean, I don't think we could get away now with the stuff we were doing back in ECW. No, of course not. And here's, here's how I see it. And I've said this before. It used to be a closed-door secret society, and it was the good old boys, and they could do whatever they wanted. You know, they could be racial, homophobic, beat the shit out of young young recruits to initiate them, and they did all of that. And now, because of the cancel culture and because of just the way that society has moved, it's now becoming a work-friendly environment. And that was something that was never meant to be originally, so it's changing everything. You know, it's not going to be too long until uh, someone's going to be suing for assault when they get hit, you know, in the, in the ring or, or something. And I remember one one thing happened on the in media like forever ago. Somebody was suing. I can't remember what the story was to that, but that could become more common because of what, what you said. The whole way the business is run is not by legal standards. They've always tried to make uh, make it union-friendly so they could set standards and make us employees and stuff like that. That's because there's there's such a big lack of control for our parts. But, you know, as in, I love being an independent contractor, so I've always taken that position on the conversation. I love being an independent contractor. If I agree to everything on the agreement, then, then I agreed to it, and that's on me. Yeah, I'm surprised like we haven't been canceled yet. The mega yeah. manga faction. I mean, when we came yeah. up with that idea, I loved it like so much. I was like so into it and so like I've never held a Trump flag in my hand until last weekend. But the thing is, it's weird because you think people are just going to hate, hate, hate so much. And there's that small fraction of people that want to throw shit at you. But it just unreal, like how it just goes over into this whole thing. And I'm loving it. So but then you get some guys that do sloppy flirting, like Joey Ryan, who I'm friends with. But, you know, it depends what's in a text message. And it's always like what goes out there. It's 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 a different game now with these kids. They just call them kids. Yeah. OK. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the name yeah. of your company again? Because I definitely I'm, I'm probably going to look into it just for myself because I look into skin things all the time. Are you going to do skin products? You have stuff for skin? Well, we have. Uh, plans, but they're nowhere near materialized. Katie, Katie might do a whole skincare kind uh, line oh. with CBD, and that's where that would be. But um, honestly, uh, since you brought it up, we gotta we gotta put move that back towards the front of the front of the burner on our table here because that would be cool. Um, right now, in CBD, I have uh, the tinctures 
which is the best way to get it into your internal system. Yes. There's a little mm -hmm. little trap door under your tongue that bypasses everything, you know. Um, and then we have the best pain cream in the business by far. And um, we have flour, we have smokable CBD. We have dabs that are CBG and uh, maybe CBN, CBD. The dabs will give you a head change. Usually I say CBD doesn't get you high. If you do dabs, you can expect a head change, but it's different than being high. It's more like being filled with clarity excuse but, me is it a troach yeah. that you put under your tongue is that what the dab is i don't understand okay no uh, so a dab is it's a smoking term where like if you've seen anybody that smokes weed they take uh oils concentrates and they put it on something that looks like a bong but they heat it up to 700 degrees yeah those are dabs and uh we do have some concentrates which you can dab or you can melt it and roll it in with a joint or you can you know it's wax you can do whatever you want with it but we do have some of that so if you want to get high then we do have the concentrates uh cbg included which is a lot of people haven't tried that you really should it opens up your mind um and and we have pens uh disposable vape cartridges that are delta 8 and delta 10 which is that is um around delta 9 which is thc so thc being a controlled substance Delta eight is pretty much the uh, the same formula, but like one degree off. And so is Delta 10. And now there's so many because they started trying to chase those down. So they just started using different cannabinoids. And that there's so many now. There's, there's THC zero, THC one, Delta 11. But anyway, we have uh, some of that in a vape pen. If you want to uh, smoke to get the, the head lift and, and relieve your stress that way, um otherwise like yeah tinctures pain cream with the cbd um gummies people love the gummies and we have gummies of different strengths and different sizes interesting because yeah. i would probably try a gummy one day um my friend tried yeah. some and got very crazy so i'm very careful about this but i am interested in anything anti-aging skincare related since i get a bunch of everyone's always giving me stuff to like try and gift and do all these things which i do but I'm yeah. honest, like if it works or it doesn't work. And I've seen CBD skincare out there before, but it's interesting. And it, it's, it doesn't surprise me that you, you know, you're doing this because you've always been very smart. You seem extremely happy because we don't have evil forces around us. And you see, I mean, I've heard about only amazing things about Katie, who I hope to get on here one day because she seems awesome she's and so, awesome. You know, so forth. Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. She is uh, amazing. We just had our one year anniversary uh, last week or a couple weeks ago, I guess now. Time goes by so quick. But um, but we've been together almost seven years now. Um, crazy. But no uh, seven year had, you can keep up with us on my YouTube page. Yes. Let me have all my, all my social media is the real RVD. So that's, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook um, and, and YouTube. And I make videos and edit them together um, and post them on my YouTube page so people can keep up with me. Like the Exotica Expo you were just asking about, you can go to my YouTube page and you can see it, see us there. And, um, you know, it feels like you're there with us. So that's fun. I did. Uh, what's your handle on YouTube? The, Sorry, what's the channel? It, it, the Real RVD. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I need to get more subscribers on there because I like being on there. Uh, but. It's hard to stay motivated when uh, when I'm getting uh, four views per video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we don't like that. So, I mean, I hope everyone listening, it's always more fun to watch 
videos from people's lives, especially. And YouTube's a much better way to go, folks, than Instagram. Instagram's great and all, but it's such a limited time and it doesn't feel as personal for some reason. So, you know, subscribe well, I to RVD. I, I have something um, on my YouTube called RVDology and it's as, personal, it's as personal as you can get. I, I'm teaching my values um, in a way that people can understand, hopefully apply them, make them think about some things they might not always think about. And then I always include a story. And I must have done, I don't know, maybe like 15 of these so far, something like that. And every story so far has been something no one's ever heard. Fights that I've been in, growing up, how I learned these lessons. And it's like, it's a lot of fun to do. So that's, that's something I'd like to get a lot more uh people to watch because the feedback is great people say man i gotta admit rob you got me thinking you know there there are no absolutes sometimes there are you know you gotta give the circumstantial factors and i just you know um i'm just so cool i would love to help people be cool too if they're interested <laughs> that could be like a visual handbook like a, a, a video what are they vlogs like a vlog handbook in a way and how uh, to be cool and how to actually uh -huh. do things with your life and be interesting because it's um it's crazy today. I, I was watching a show like during the pandemic. I'm not sure. I'm like, during the pandemic. We're watching this show. Okay. And what, what do you do in a pandemic? You watch TV and you have two people in a room that have violent past. Okay. Then you're watching this show on like the most wanted women, like felons and stuff and like violent offenders. There's one girl on there who was born in like 89 87 i'm like how fucking badass or scary could she be she's born like in the late 80s early 90s but then you're watching it it's like oh shit she's like a terrorist like a real terrorist but still it was just interesting like watching these shows i watched a lot of crime shows during the pandemic what did you do to, during the pandemic besides um get cannabis ideas I watch, uh, I watch a bit of TV also. I have uh, We have our shows that, that we like. We both love uh, watching The Young Rock, and uh, we both watch murder shows, true crime shows. Um, my go-to for a long time now, oh, I don't know, well over 10 years anyway, that I, I'm you know, obsessed, obsessed would probably be a little bit of exaggeration, but but I spend a lot of time in the uh, mafia, true true crime genre, nonfiction, and it's just uh, it's an area that I um, can't get enough of. You know, when I want to when I want to not think about business or whatever, I read I read it on Kindle. I watch documentaries, even though I've already seen them many times. I rewatch them, and uh, so that's that that that's something uh, that that I go to. I can't remember why I was. Oh, well, yeah, because I did a lot of that during the pandemic. But also, as far as true, true crime goes, um, two things. There's one. There's a, a new unsolved mysteries on Netflix about some people out here that I knew very well. Um, the, the the Crazy Horse Three out here was run by the mob. It would be. I always wanted them to do a, a a movie on it. It would be a sequel to Casino because it's the same guys um, and their brothers and their partners from Chicago running the strip club. And anyway, there's a guy that had adventures with him because his office was on the corner of their building and they feuded and uh, the mobster goes to jail. And a day after he gets out, Buffalo Jim is dead. Uh, it's called Death in a Hotel Room. So I, I just... I was going to watch that. Godfather Godfather was one of the bouncers that worked at the bar at this exact yeah. time. He knew Buffalo Jim like they were buddy buddies, you know. 
And when I first started coming to Vegas, uh, a different promoter had taken over, but Buffalo Jim was still around. He was giving guys rides to the airport or, or from the airport, Sabu and Godfather and whoever was on the card. And uh, I knew he was around. But anyway, I've always been fascinated with the whole his his murder and just the whole um, uh, the whole um, mob activity down there at Crazy Horse Three. Yeah, but the other also, how about the Teddy Hart documentary? Did you watch that? Which one? The Teddy Hart documentary. That's next. I actually have a friend that does all of. He works at the Mob Museum in Vegas. He, you know that he actually comes there. They bring him in for lectures. His name is Christian cool. Cipollini. He wrote the Lucky Luciano book. Oh, He's okay. a speaker on all those documentaries. <laughs> He's now doing a book on El Mano Negro, who's um, up in, he's in Adelanto or somewhere up there right now. And uh, he does all these, like they bring him in as a guest, like host on the show. He's always good about finding yeah. the bodies, but they bring him in to do lectures at the Mob Museum. In I've Vegas. been to a few of those lectures. I, don't, I haven't seen that one though. He does a lot of them. He's he, yeah. he's he sticks out. He's a writer. They always wear those really crazy glasses, and he looks like a. Yeah, I probably know his face. If he's a go-to guy in the documentaries, yes. then, then for sure I know his face. Yeah. I am going to watch a Teddy Hart documentary, but I've been watching a lot of the whodunits, like uh, Maria Marta and all of the other ones. There's a lot of shady shit that goes on in Mexico, but you also realize how sloppy these policemen are in these other cases, like even in Europe with this little kid that's missing, like who did it? I think the parents did it because they gave her drugs to go to sleep and they went out partying. It's but it's how it always gets the mind going, huh? It's all fascinating. I love that stuff. And yeah. something, something that I do um, continuing now, I started in the pandemic, I guess, is I watch First Amendment auditors on YouTube. And um, it's you. It's so amazing how many police don't know the law. They're just mm -hmm. used to everyone being afraid of them. And so they just give these demands and nobody normally would give them shit. It's so now everyone is learning, you know, where the lines are drawn. And so yeah, it's, it's the not wild a good time to be a cop. Yeah. Are you in California? I'm in uh, Vegas. Yeah, in California, it's the Wild West. So even if you do something here, guess what? They're not going to do anything anyway. It's a free for all. So it's like one of these things where where it's going to go in another year determines like moving or just staying here because it's like way out there now. Yeah. But, that's what I understand. So why don't you give us the name of your YouTube station again and um, some of your favorite content on there besides their RVDology, which I encourage everyone to watch. Um, yes. Your top three favorite videos. And I will be posting the little link to it at the bottom throughout this. Yeah. Yeah, subscribe, tell everybody you know, subscribe, like, comment, all that. I read all the comments, so uh, you don't have to worry about that because I'm very interested to know what people think about my videos. Um, I did um, a video from last week. We were at WrestleCade in North Carolina. Boom, here comes the phone. You know, I film it. I did a, a private signing. Um Last Sunday, I flew from the Exotica in Washington, D.C. to Long Island and then flew back. And um, that was online, private, but it was online. And um, so I bring the camera with that. So it's really a good way to keep up with me because um, I am always doing something exciting. And I'm, I'm getting better at getting content. I'm not great at it. I mean, I get but if I get, you know, if I get 50% of what I'm doing, then that's that's a, a lot of <laughs> that's a lot of content. A lot of times I think, oh, I should have whipped my camera out because, you know, I meet people that are famous for dinner and I forget my YouTube, 
watchers would like to see that, you know, I'm, I, mean, I just gave Sabu a ride to DMV and like, I could have really just said, Hey, here's what we're doing today, but I'm not that good uh, yet. But if I had more followers, I'm sure I'd be more, more motivated, but also old shit. I've had the page for like 16 years or more. So um, a lot of my old videos are still on there. I suspect a lot of the subscribers might not even be around anymore. They might falsify the number that I see because I got like 20,000 and I don't know, you know, if some of them are 16 years old, they might not even be alive anymore. But um, so I got my workouts on there and stuff like that from my old RVD TV stuff. Um, that's those are some pretty good recommendations. Oh, I can't hear you. That's great. I love it when my lips move and then nothing else is really going on. But I suggest everyone go on the real RVD YouTube station, subscribe to it more than anything else, because that will encourage him to give you guys more personal and cool content. And I know it's all about that these days, which is where I thought it's, it's a place I never saw us going these days. But um, so subscribe to it. Look it at all the any, videos. It can't get any more personal unless I went to the people's houses and told them <laughs> its stories right out of my mouth. Well, ear. that's you never know. Do you have cameo as well? Are you on cameo? I, I am, yes, and I'm also putting something together that I thought of that's even more personal than cameo, but it's too early to talk about. Is it OnlyFans by any chance? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but Katie is on OnlyFans. Hey, baby, awesome. what's your OnlyFans? Yeah, what was it? Okay. Oh, easy. Only onlyfans.com slash Katie Forbes. All right. Yeah. So check out, I want to check it out too. So check out onlyfans.com forward slash Katie Forbes is only one of them, by the way. And uh, go to YouTube to the real RVD and please subscribe because I think it's, I think it's cool stuff. And I know you guys will too. Check yeah. out robbandam.com. I just got a facelift there. So that is, a, um, it's awesome. Now it's easy to get around and easy to, uh, Leave messages, join our mailing list. We get prizes away sometimes, shit like that. I got a mail out. Oh, here's what I got a mail out. Because we, we we did a, when we did the facelift, I said I'll mail out so many if everyone joins the mailing list and shit. Look what I got. Oh, how cool. A little RVD <laughs> doll. Does it have the ponytail? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny. They're, they're called plushies. I oh. got a couple exclusive things like this in a comic book too that nobody else has, but um anyway yeah going to maybe then, when they um, subscribe the first hundred the first new hundred subscribers on youtube maybe they get like something you see that's too many okay well, too many for me. i need an assistant at that point now but i do have people i got one guy not that does the necessary things autographs and shit like that of course they have to come from me but but i got a guy that helps me with the ebay a guy that helps me with the youtube you know a guy that and i have partners for a cbd have to you know what I mean? Yeah. But um, but I could always use more help. <laughs> always, um, yeah. December. Um, where am I going in December? Um, Philadelphia. Oh yeah, it's December now. All right. I was just thinking what I got coming up. There's something in Indianapolis. I think that's April. Erotic Exotica and the 420 Expo are both coming to Chicago in April. That's where I'll be for 420 this year, next year. Um, and um, uh, coming to Jacksonville, but that's June 10th, and then I'm gonna be um in Jersey on June 11th. Just random, random shit. You know what you do? 
keep up with me at the real RVD. Um, that's on Twitter. I'll be posting the flyers as I get them, but robvandam.com. That's the idea is I'll have all that shit there. So you can go there and keep up with my schedule and my YouTube and everything, even interviews like this. And what, what kind of messages do you have for your fans today? Aside from subscribe to the real RVD on YouTube. Um, well, I love my fans and I have fans for a lot of different reasons. So some fans don't really want to hear my personal opinions because sometimes it's inconsistent with theirs, but they just want to see me do a rolling thunder. Um, so that's cool. You can control that. I'm a real person. I'm consistent. Um, although I'm always growing, I don't, um, I don't have any strong conflicts with things that I say along the way. I just sometimes think I could have worded it better or, or something like that. Cause always learning more. Uh, I'm going to be 52 in a few days. And uh, now being able to see the bigger picture, I think so differently about everything that I did 20 years ago, 30 years ago. So um, it's, I look at young people like that, like they got so much, not that I think they're going to be as immature as I was, but that's just the position in life. And I personally wouldn't go any, any, any distance backwards, not for anything. Like my life gets better and better and my relationship with the universe gets better and I'm happier and my value goes up. And it's like, um, a lot of people wish they could go back to their high school days when they played football because they haven't done shit since then. But I got to tell you, man, even though it would bring back a lot of loved ones that have passed on and stuff, I feel like uh, right now this is my reward for paying my dues up till now. So why the hell would I want to go back and do it again? Yeah, I agree. Like, I wouldn't want to change anything. I don't like if there's ever some kind of afterlife, like I don't want it. Just give my life to someone else. Give my like if, if I'm gonna get reincarnated, I don't want it because I'm happy with anything. I don't want to change anything or anyone I've ever encountered, no matter good or bad, because it's been amazing. And it's amazing seeing you. So thank you for joining me today. And guys, don't forget to subscribe and watch your videos on the real RVD on YouTube. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Bye. Thank you. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot. Send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews, and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content.